we're getting close to the end of the year and we can't think of a better way to almost end the year than to visit a person that's very near and dear to old T Max's heart. We're talking about Spider-Man. But which Spider-Man? I mean, there's so many, isn't there? Well, according to this film, there's a whole bunch of them. And we're going to talk about every single one of them when we review Spider-Man colon into the Spider-Verse on a very web-slanging edition of the review. Review. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give your big thwippin' opinions. See what I did there? <laughs> Comics. I'm Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm Miles. <laughs> <laughs> really went above and beyond on that one. I know. I uh, thought I was going to think of something. <laughs> I was going to throw it out there. Here's something creative, and then it's just, no! Ah, took a dump. I'll just say the first name of the main character. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to be going over the highly anticipated... So many people are loving this movie, Troy. Yeah! Well, what do we think? Yeah. I mean, come on. With me being a super fan, did I, I know. fall in love with this With this, this being the only show you do where you, you can talk about Spider-Man... <laughs> <laughs> I feel you're going to get a big unload. <laughs> Just a, a nasty release. <laughs> it's like a big red and blue dump. <laughs> so all of that up at the top of the hour. But first, let's wet our whistle with the Snake Hollow IPAs mm. and a little bit of news. So weedy. <laughs> it's, it's a tad hoppy, but crisp. It is. This is one of the only, one of the few IPAs that are actually good, I think. Mm-hmm. Snake Hollow IPA by Batosi. Check it out sometime. <laughs> JT. Yes. Did you see this? Did you see? <laughs> see this? Hear about this? See this? Hear about this? Did you see? see? <laughs> a bunch of cards. Did you see that Entertainment Weekly? Yeah. Put it out. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> they revealed. <laughs> What the live-action genie <laughs> looks like <laughs> in the live-action Disney remake of Aladdin. Uh, they did. Your thoughts? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll give you one. Underwhelmed! <laughs> I saw it, I'm like, really? That's it? He looks like a drag queen. Will Smith with a ponytail. And a vest. <laughs> yep. A lot of There's a lot of vest wearing in this. There are probably too many vests in this. Yeah, I think even Jasmine was wearing a vest. Oh, that's too many vests. Everyone's got a vest on. What do they think this is? Oh, no, shut up. <laughs> See, even, even my computer is like, the vests too the much. vests too many vests i don't know maybe it'll look better in motion <laughs> i just think aladdin is one of those movies you just can't make in live action because everything i've seen about it is just like 
That looks so dumb. <laughs> yeah. I, Even that mini trailer, that mini teaser trailer they came out with, I was just like, okay, you're trying to make this temple, like this, that, that fucking lion head temple look uh-huh. kind of realistic, but then it's not as cool as an actual lion head coming out of the sand. Yeah. Now, now we're looking at a very ominous hole in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that, so, so far, really, Disney hasn't let us down with the remakes. They've been, they've been on par. They yeah. haven't been bad, but I still don't feel like they've ever surpassed the original with anything. No. I'm looking forward to the Lion King one. Yeah. But... I I don't know. I really like Aladdin. Yeah, and it came at a really poignant time yeah. in our life. And there's so much about Aladdin where it's just even it's like a it's like a combination of like a product of its time but also timeless because mm-hmm. of all the Robin Williams humor and stuff. Uh-huh. And I feel like all of that is just going to with like the fact that they're making it live action and they also have to make it poignant for today. Is this gonna make it a big ball of trash? <laughs> and I do not know how the fuck they're going to make it. How? Okay, what do you think Will Smith's genie is gonna be like? Not visually, because we've seen that. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he's got to drop his signature Will Smith catchphrases? Oh hell no. Nah. Well, okay. And then okay, so that's it, huh? Hear I'm me. a genie. <laughs> <laughs> What is this? Some sort of... What is this? What is this? Some, some kind of lamp that I'm in? <laughs> that I've been imprisoned in? <laughs> um, okay, so hear me out. This may be a hot take. Okay. What if Aladdin and company, minus the genie, play it straight? Like they're in like Arabia, right? And everything's decorated and it's ornate looking. That's what I'm actually kind of looking forward to. Like the very ornateness of like the... Uh, like India at this time, yeah. And then Will Smith is Will Smith, like he plays it like he's totally not in the time, kind of like, like he's a time traveler, not like a time of? traveler, but he like he's like kind of maybe fourth wall breaking a little bit to kind of like play it off like Robin Williams was like saying things that's gonna happen in the future and all this yeah. kind of stuff. What if it's played off like that? Oh, yeah, because I know, like, there's always been, like, theories that, like, like, my favorite theory about Aladdin is that it's a post-apocalyptic future, (laughs) and that's why Robin Williams, and that's why the genie always has so many, like, jokes about present days, because it's so far in the past, and he was alive during that time. Hmm. (laughs) That makes that movie way sadder. (laughs) Uh, For the world. Um... So anyway, I think I would like that. But maybe next week I'll change my tune. I'm yeah. not sure. Right now, I think it's a good idea. I don't know. He just looks dumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he looks I mean... dumb. I don't even think I like how Aladdin looks in it. See, I'm willing to give it a chance and fall into it. So, well, we'll see. Won't we? We'll, we'll see. probably see it. I just think maybe Aladdin should have been the one where they just kept a cartoon. Because mm. it's... I don't see what you can do live action to Aladdin that's going to be, like, it's still going to keep that magic. Because so much about Aladdin was just, it was so over the top. Yeah. That 
I don't even think you can match that over the topness in any form of live action. Yeah. Well, we'll see, won't we? We'll see. <laughs> uh, what else we got here, JT? Um, have you seen all of the marketing stuff for the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie? No. It is very bizarre and deals pretty specifically with only his legs. Did you? Okay, so if you haven't seen it, one of the posters, online posters, was a shot of like the Golden Gate Bridge and Sonic the Hedgehog sitting on it, but your viewpoint is from his perspective. Yeah. And so he's looking down and you just see his muscular man legs oh, with sneakers on. And it set the internet ablaze for a good afternoon. And then it stopped. And then today on Twitter, I just saw another ad for Sonic the Hedgehog where it's just like, you could tell it's Sonic, but he's behind like a big sign he's holding. And then all you see is a pair of muscular legs <laughs> underneath. And it's kind of creeping me out a little bit. Like, whoever's making this is just really into hedgehog legs. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can pull it up really quick. Um, Check because... out the gams on this thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I found the one with the bridge already. There's that one. What? <laughs> yeah. And let me... They look so weird. Yeah, very weird. They're like blue and furry, but they're like... Muscular. They look like runner legs. And let me see if I can find the one on Twitter, because that one... Like, I, how is that on. going to... I'm trying to think of like how that's going to match up to a hedgehog. <laughs> I, I don't think it really can. He doesn't really look... He like looks a like hedgehog? a. He looks just like a, like a. His legs look like just a person that's just really blue and furry. Yeah, yeah, of course. But he's supposed to be a hedgehog, right? <laughs> I got I got really have no words for it at all. I'm trying to maybe I liked it this morning because I thought it was weird looking. <laughs> eh, maybe I didn't. Well, anyway, it's weird. It kind of creeps me out. It's creepy. Um, so everyone check it out. That's what the internet's good for. Oh, yeah. Um, so this leads into kind of our Monday episode, what we have coming up for Christmas Eve. Yeah. Uh, we have the Die Hard Review yes. coming up Monday. The one you've all been waiting for. Ever since you started listening to us, <laughs> you were just like, okay, but when are they going to fucking do Die Hard? Right. So... Not only will we re be reviewing Die Hard next Monday, but we are also good to definitively going to answer, yeah. is it a Christmas this movie? Is, yeah, this is where you're going to get... This is when it's going to turn to law. Right. We've got the Senate and the House <laughs> all listening in. That's right. Waiting for us to give them right. the answer so they can p pass the law. Right. That says... Yeah, and it's unvetoable. Yeah, unvetoable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a word, too. So. Yeah. Unvetable <laughs> yeah. is what we... But to uh, aid to their cause, maybe before they go out of business and can be, get completely sold over to uh, 
Disney, yeah. Fox has officially released a Die Hard Christmas movie trailer <laughs> to aid in their... Mm, I don't even know what's to aid them in anything, but to get more behind the proponents of the Die Hard being a Christmas film. Yes. So they at least have another argument behind them. Yes. But what? I have not seen it. I don't want to sway my opinion. Okay. I just finished the movie earlier today. Okay. <laughs> like I do always. Every time. Down to the wire. <laughs> I'll get it done. Don't you worry about it. But next Monday, you'll get your answer. Yes. As a early Christmas present. That's right. Christmas Eve. <laughs> Santa be coming. Gifting. Uh, I, don't, I can't finish. I don't know. <laughs> Giving presents or some shit. Just finish it He's yourself. He's gonna fucking give presents. <laughs> finish it yourself. Who cares? Netflix, JT. Yes. Netflix has been doing gangbusters lately. Mm-hmm. Not only has it been upping its subscriber base way more than I thought of for this last quarter or this last year. Yes. It also has been releasing a ton of content this last year. Yes. And quite a bit. Uh, it says here. That Netflix is aiming to release 90 movies a year. Jesus. Maybe not starting in 2019, but it's a goal to release 90 movies a year. My. That does not include series. God. And will give them up to $200 million budgets for some releases. Jesus. They're really trying to get that foot in the door <laughs> for those big budget movies. I mean, the one, the only one we've really seen so far is Bright. Yeah. And that hit upon uh, mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. To be kind. To be as kind as possible. You know, I was on the Credits Due podcast, and I, on a rewatch of Bright, yeah. I liked it a little more. Well, there's there you still go. watch it again. There's still <laughs> issues with it. Let me give you that. Just make you watch it like every, like every month until you get to like you know what? It's pretty fucking good. Yeah, well, that's called Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't think it's terrible. But it's not great. Yeah, it falls on that line. So. It fits in that weird wedge of, like, a genre flick that only Netflix would be able to produce because nobody else would take the gamble on it. Yeah. And so it, I don't know if it it's, like, it can't pick a lane and that's what rubs people the wrong way. Or maybe they just don't like it in general because I, I for reasons. Why didn't you like it, JT? <sighs> it was dumb. There you have it. <laughs> it's dumb. Um... Moving on to another streaming service, JT. Yeah. One that I know you have. The DC All Access <laughs> DC Universe app. I watch it religiously. I know you do. I actually have it playing on my phone right now as you're talking. Oh, well, pay attention. Oh, shit. Or be in the moment, okay. JT. I'm too busy watching <laughs> fucking Titans. Oh, then are you going to be watching its finale coming up where the Titans fight Batman? That's coming up on the finale of Titans but, on the DC Universe app. But we were supposed to fuck Batman. <laughs> That's very true. What happened to that? What happened to the Batman fucking? <laughs> the only reason I bring this up, JT, is because this is the first official... Ooh, 
Jesus. whistle there. First official television appearance of Batman that's not like a cameo of some sort in the Adam shadows. Wee? Since Adam West. Adam Wee. <laughs> so that's pretty significant. Because up until now, he's his rights are always tied up in movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Makes no sense to me why you wouldn't want to put Batman on TV. Yeah. Because I think it would sell. Well, the animated series, he was on TV but for But like that. a live action thing. Okay. I think he had a cameo in the Birds of Prey series that was on like Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. But for like one episode and you saw him from the shadows. And you saw his dick. And you probably saw his dick too. <laughs> I mean... It's it was shadowed, but if you really squint, you looked really hard you enough. You can see that veiny you can see little fucker. Like, veiny little fucker. <laughs> that VLF, <laughs> yeah, classic VLF move. Um, even had like a little belt on it, <laughs> sporting a real VLF over here. <laughs> so check that out. The Titans finale, I think, is pretty soon. If it's not this week, it's in the next week or so. Yeah. Uh, but watch uh, Batman get fucked. There you have it. By the Titans. By some kids. <laughs> by some teenagers. Tune in, tune in to the Titans finale where Batman fucks some kids. <laughs> I probably should say allegedly in front of that, but we forgot. Well, we're getting sued. <laughs> Keeping on that DC train. Check okay. out all these segues I got going Jesus on here. Jesus Christ. It's like you fucking <laughs> you trained yourself. Uh, Aquaman is coming out. Yeah. Today, if you're listening when this drops. Yes. Um, and projected for a pretty steep opening weekend. You got the long extended holiday. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of people who go see movies on Christmas, but people do. My uh, parents usually won't go to movies on Christmas. Do they? Yeah. We're heathens. All right. <laughs> Well, enjoy your uh, eternity in hell. I love it. <laughs> but Aquaman is projected. Guess what the projection of the opening weekend is? Uh, 80 million. No. Uh, 90 million. No. Uh, 200 million. <laughs> no. <laughs> $120 million. Woof. To put that into perspective, I'm just going to give you what. Spider-Man's, the movie we're reviewing tonight. Yeah, we'll give you a T fact early. Whoa! The opening weekend for. Oh fuck! I didn't write it down, but it's for the Spider-Man it's into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, was like thirty million dollars. Yeesh! And with all the fanfare and publicity it's getting, I thought that seemed a little low. Yeah, to be honest. Especially since Aquaman is projected to get, a, like, four times that amount. Yeah, I can't see it being that much. I can't either. But, maybe we'll be surprised. There's a maybe, lot of DC We don't know, maybe worldwide, Aquaman is... I think it's already been released around the world, and we just have to wait to get it here. Oh. Hmm. hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was Bumblebee I'm thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> who is... Who Fight cares? back, B! <laughs> Last bit of news I got, JT. Still in that DC Universe, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie yeah. has wrapped. Okay. Wrapped filming. Principal photography, I should say. Yeah. Reshoots are probably going to be in order in the next month or so. Don't be worried. They happen all the time. I'm 
very curious about this movie. The more I see about it, the more I think I'm gonna actually gonna like it. And, <laughs> and it scares the living shit out of me. It scares the ever living <laughs> shit out of me. Uh, but yeah, so you still stoked about this Joker flick? I mean, I'm curious. I definitely want to check it out. Um, like I said, I don't care if people uh, rehash old shit as long as they make it good. Yeah. And I, I don't even know if they're rehashing this as much as, like, kind of just doing whatever they want mm-hmm. and just slapping a Joker name on there. Yeah. I mean, I hope that's not really the case. And they if they're going to have it be a Joker movie, be a Joker movie, not just, like... I'm a psycho clown. Now I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm like, oh, then why didn't you just make a psycho clown movie? Call it Psycho Clown. That's perfect. Perfect perfect <laughs> name for a movie. I mean, really? Come on. Come on! But, no, from what I heard, it sounds like a really interesting take on the Joker. So mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see it, for sure. Four. Plus, Joaquin Phoenix is, uh, is pretty good, even though he's crazy. Right. I think well, he's good. Well, he's back up on an upswing now. Yeah. I mean, we. I think I've said that already about something else. <laughs> upswing. Everything's on an upswing. Everything's on an upswing. <laughs> new year, new you. That's right. It's getting there. New you, babe. New you, babe. That's it. So that's all my news, JT. Uh, well, the only thing you didn't bring up that I have <laughs> is, uh, I guess, uh, Apple... Huh? In the process of developing their own streaming service. Right. They've already landed their first big get. Oh, really? Where they're planning on putting out new episodes of The Peanuts. Oh, that classic rock, uh, Charles Schultz yeah. cartoon? Yes. All right. All right. Seems like an odd get for a, uh, a debut thing. It might, uh, I don't know. Well, it, one of the things that they've oh, got. Oh, they're, they're not released yet. I know. But I get it. Kids could probably get into it. Do kids care about peanuts? I don't know. They put that movie out like what, like last year? How'd that do? I don't know, but I mean, <laughs> I heard it's good. Yeah, sure. Did but, but did people watch it? Look, I don't know this shit. I, I don't have my <laughs> finger on the pulse. We're supposed to. That's what we've chosen to do. Look in the middle our... of goddamn nowhere. How are we supposed <laughs> to get know this shit? Uh, want me to look it up right now? Sure. Peanuts movie, 2015 film. So they have to do just for inflation. <laughs> 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.1 out of 10 for IMDb. Yeah. Uh, What do we got? So it's good. <clears throat> Box office, 246 million. So there you go. All right. Pretty good. Now who's got egg on their face? Look at me, old egg face teapots over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at me, embarrassed over here that I didn't know Getting shit off. about the Peanuts movie. Yeah. Yeah, you need to really catch up on your Peanuts, Troy. Who knew that a 50-year-old gag of Charlie Brown being depressed and not kicking a football could still be God. relevant? They really treat Charlie Brown like shit. Yeah. I think I'm the Charlie Brown of my work now that you say that. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just following up on a conversation we were having right before we hit record. <laughs> it's all hitting you like usual suspect style. Yeah. You just drop your beer and just all these events are flashing through your mind. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm the Charlie Brown. <laughs> Fuck. Is that why they keep calling me Blockhead? 
<laughs> oh, God. I mean, I'm pretty it. sure I'm not the Charlie Brown of my work, but the other day, someone held a football for me to kick, and I missed it. <laughs> and then they laughed at me. But I mean, that's not Charlie Brown, right? I mean, I think that's just a coincidence at this point. (sighs) Fuck. (laughs) It's really kicking you now. My life just got real. (laughs) (laughs) It's really setting in right now. Oh, brother. We should hit pause right now. Give you time to readjust. (laughs) Oh. Well, Troy. Good grief. Since you're since you're depressed, let's let's talk about someone's dead, huh? Oh God! <laughs> All, right. Very, All right. All right. On, on a very Troy's depressed edition of <laughs> Neil's bits. Oh boy! I know that was a really gross uh, intro People into the song. Dying, it's the pits. He's gonna eat a whole fucking. He's gonna eat a whole goddamn. Handful of checks mix during Neil's bits. <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, maybe this is a little disrespectful to the dead people. <laughs> and that's a song. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Back to being serious. We gotta get serious, Joy. We gotta get seriously sad. Mm hmm. Because uh, Dead at 75, Troy, mm-hmm. famous actress and director Penny Marshall passed away mm-hmm. uh, due to complications of diabetes. Ah, that diabetes. Yep. Gonna watch out for that. Yep. Took Wilford. Took her too. <laughs> oh, no. We'll be eating Quaker Oats in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um, no that's really that's really sad you brought up um watching uh a league of their own right yeah 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 for, as, for, as i was saying that i was like i don't think that's right <laughs> but yeah, yeah for a possible monday up for next week but we got something else in mind that i'll bring up at the end mm-hmm. but uh no she's directed quite a bit she's actually directed a movie that i was talking about us reviewing for next year at oh, some really? point yeah she directed big Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Man, I guess she did more than I thought. Yeah. Um, like, that's her, her two big movies are big and A League of Their Own. Mm. But she was uh, Laverne and Laverne and Shirley. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the thing I remember her from the most is, I think she did, like, some, like, commercials with Rosie O'Donnell or something. Oh, I don't remember those. When I was like, uh, really young, I remember I like she how did, like, that's these... how you, what you remember the most is the commercial. That was the first time I saw her. I don't remember. I don't remember Laverne and Shirley or anything, but I remember like just like this monotone older woman with Rosie O'Donnell's being Rosie. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. So you're saying she's leaving a legacy behind? Yeah. With those commercials. Yeah. I don't know what commercials. I don't even know if it's Rosie O'Donnell. I just remember that she was she was in him. And for one reason, she was saying Rosie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> oh man! So with you leaving a legacy behind, you will be missed. Yeah. R.I.P. You will live on 
And we will definitely uh, talk about your works in the future. Ditto. For sure. Well, JT, is it done? Not only is it done, is it done? but a big one got done. Oh, God. A big one done did it. <laughs> one that we've been asking, is it ever going to come out? Chomping at the bit, JT. But before we get to that one, I got one other one. Okay. Do you have any other trailers besides that one? No. <laughs> I have one other one. The Lego Movie 2 colon the second part colon the second trailer <laughs> okay. came out uh, earlier today as well. Yes. Um, Thought it was fun. Good. They introduce in this trailer the Duplo uh, big block Legos as like being childlike and horrifying at the same time so i thought that was pretty much fun. like duplos are mm-hmm. um so i thought that was a fun aspect otherwise they showed a little bit of the same kind of stuff mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to this again good i actually was thinking to myself today for no reason at all are duplos lego brand or is duplo just duplo brand i think they are lego are they yeah just for little kids so they don't swallow them and die? Yes. Those one I need to get my uh, my daughter. <laughs> let me re- let me take this down. <laughs> Return this down. all Legos. <laughs> Write it down. Only Duplos. Um, but so- no, we, we went to, uh, uh, for uh, Molly Pop's birthday, we went to Chicago and went to like this pretty big mall in Chicago. Uh-huh. And they had a Lego store and that place was badass as fuck. Um, like they had like a station where you can, they have like a bunch of like pieces of like, uh, people uh-huh. and you can make your own, you can make, uh, three of your own Lego people and oh, like nice. box it up. And like, I think it was like nine bucks to get like three Lego people, but it's like, they have like every single aspect of like a Lego person in this giant vat of things. <laughs> and you can just like pick the pieces out and then like configure whichever, whatever uh-huh. you want for every person. Cool. I mean, it's, there's probably swimming in germs and bacteria. <laughs> just like a bunch of kids, like digging their hands out of their ass to like fucking right. grab, <laughs> grab this shit. But uh-huh. it, it was fun. I was like sitting there, like making Lego people for like hours. Yeah. Hour. Yep. <laughs> well, shit hurt my, Molly and her friend were, like, fucking buying dresses and shit. I'm not going to do that. that I was like, I'm just going to fucking sit here and make Lego people. (laughs) (laughs) Duplo is a product range of the construction toy Lego designed for children aged one and a half to five years old. Went to Wiki yet? Yeah. Okay. I did. Sorry, I'm just very curious boy tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they call me Whiskers. I'm curious like a cat. Uh, the other big trailer, JT, finally, the yeah. internet answered We've the call. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. The Hellboy trailer finally dropped this afternoon. Yeah. And I'm going to let you take the floor on this. I have an opinion, but I am more curious about your opinion. Okay. Well, my opinion is, I think, it looks like it has a smaller budget than the original Hellboy movies. Okay. But I'm not I'm still I'm still looking forward to it. It looks definitely looks more violent. It's definitely mm-hmm. Hellboy blowing off dudes' heads with his big fucking revolver. Mm-hmm. And uh it looks like it's it takes a more lighter approach. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I was kind of taken back by it a little bit because it was lighter than I expected. Yeah. And I don't know what to think about it because the book isn't really. I don't want to compare it to the book, but the Guillermo del Toro ones were more closer in tone to the book, which I think I've grown to like. Well, not that I've grown to like, but I've. I was looking for this one to be. Yeah. And maybe I just need to see it again and, like, see the movie and, like, like it for what it is. Yeah. Rather than just, like, put my expectations on it. See, because I think I would like it more if it is different. Because if it's just them rehashing the same shit from, like, the original Hellboys, then it's just going to be, oh, so you're just... You're pretty much just doing the same shit. Yeah, well, I'm not looking for to, like, necessarily rehash, but I think the tone was a little off. Like, they can make up their own story, and I don't really care, because Hellboy does, like, anything. Yeah. But I was, like... Even with the song choice that they had in the in the trailer, I was like, what are they going for this? <laughs> and I don't even know if I'm completely sold on David Harbour. Yeah, he, he has a more different voice. Uh-huh. But, I don't know. Maybe... Like, he looks way more makeup up than... Uh... Perlman? Yeah, Perlman. I don't think Perlman had to have that much more made. <laughs> like, <laughs> Perlman got made up, but it it was like Ron Perlman had, like, the perfect Hellboy face. Yeah. Whereas, like, you didn't have to sculpt too much around it. Whereas with right. David Harbour, they were like, we got to do some work here. Yeah. To really, to really Hellboy him up. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. I wonder if Dave's seen the trailer yet. Call him up. Ghost, call him right now. Ghost Hunter Dave is like the biggest Hellboy fan I've known Call him on the phone ever. and put him on speaker. I'm not going to call him on the phone because he'll sabotage this podcast. <laughs> I'm coming over. <laughs> uh, I wonder if he what are you guys talking about? Spider-Man? I'm I'll be right over. there. I'll be right there. Coming over. We're outside your house. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. All right. He posted something on Twitter and this is all he said. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. And then posted the link to the trailer. Uh-oh. So things could be... Well, well, maybe we'll ask him to deep dive into it when we have him on for our best of. Well, we better. He better deep dive. Better not eat up a lot of our time, though. God, he's so long-winded. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just give him... I love fucking breaking his balls when he can't defend himself. Oh, it's so good. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, what did everyone else think of the Hellboy trailer? Hit us up on uh, yeah. Review of Repod. I'm not too, like, unlike you and Dave, I'm not so uh, to- torn to the uh, original material. Source material. So uh, it looks like what they're doing with it is fun. Yeah. That's all I can say. Okay. Fair enough. That's all I got to say about it. Okay. Well, Troy, <coughs> we are ending... The Terminal Random Movies 4, we had White Men Can't Jump versus Jerry Maguire. Just see you won, Troy. I think I did. Unless yesterday it got upset. It did not. <laughs> uh, that's right, Troy. We are doing the Tom Cruise film Jerry Maguire uh-huh. as a film in the mm-hmm. future from the Terminal Random Movies. Mm-hmm. Very curious to see it. I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. Right. Yeah. 
I I don't know if that when this might have been one of my top contenders for a, fi- a finalist, but I don't know if I would have taken this as winning yeah. the whole tournament on this one. Which do you, which one did you really I, want to win? I don't know. I'd probably say Lone Ranger because I'm like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't remember all of them. I know a lot of these when it started, I'm like, that's going to get voted out. I don't care about that. But there's some of them like, I bet that's going to get to the final. I think, And I don't know if I would have picked this one to win it, though. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. We got a lot of nostalgia people out there. Little, uh, I know. Some 90s Those kids. fucking millennials out there. <laughs> let me tell ya. I know. But Troy, with that ending, mm-hmm. I do have Terminal Random Movies 5. Wow. Built up. We've wow. already done four of these things. We're now on number five. Unreal. What a milestone. Unreal. What a milestone. Fifth. And uh, I think this one's going to be good. I actually, okay. I did a lot of like pondering where I'd had one sit in there for a while and I'd be like, yeah, no, nah, we're not going to watch that. Okay. Take it out. All right. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different ones. Okay. I did leave some wild cards in there to be like, why the fuck is that in there? Okay. So we'll see. All right. We'll see which one ends up winning Random Movies 5. Okay. But, of course, we have to start with the first matchup. Uh-huh. And, uh, of course, I'll have you guess it, Troy. All right. And, oh, fuck, I forgot to get this taglines. So I already fucked up. Oh, Jesus. But, uh... We've got one from 2009, okay. which is the probably more underrated films of a horror director. Okay. And the other one is a Disney film from a a a film made by Disney that wasn't as successful by a director who is known for his successful Disney films. Okay. I'll give I will now pull up the tagline for the first one. Let me find it cuz I'm dumb. <laughs> huh. Here we go. The tagline for the first film. Christine Brown has a good job, a great boyfriend and a bright future. But in 3 days, she's going to hell. Does it drag me to hell? It is drag me to hell, okay. Troy. All right. Yeah. Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say it's one of his more underrated films. I don't think I've ever finished that movie. Like, I had it as you a rental. You started it? <laughs> I did finished? start it. Oh, okay. And I know the ending, but, like, it must have been one. I know it was one that I watched when I still worked at the grocery store and they had the rental program there. Oh, yeah. And so I would just bring a ton of stuff home, but I had to get them back the next day because I would, like, take them for free. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I did that shit, too. <laughs> but, so, I had to bring it back the next day, and I think I fell asleep during it, and I didn't see the ending. And then I had to bring it back. Well, Troy, you might get the chance All right. to see it. All right. Good. The movie for the second one from 2015... Uh, tagline, imagine a place where nothing is impossible. Tomorrowland. It is Tomorrowland. Alright. I forgot that was a Disney film. Yeah. Or that it was a film. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen this. I don't think anybody saw this. No. It it (laughs) shit the bed. But it's weird. It's weird because it was made by Brad Bird. Right. It's like a pet project of something that he wanted to do. Yeah. I think it was anyway. 
I want to. Let me see. Is it a Disney movie? I, I think, think it is because it's based on a Disney ride. Yeah, it's based on Disney ride. Yeah, but I, uh, I, I remember like when this movie came out. Like anybody that would review it, they're like, I don't know who this movie's for. Like, yeah, kids are gonna go see it, and they're like, "Who's George Clooney? Who cares?" Yeah, and then the adults are like, "I don't like this movie because it's for kids." <laughs> <laughs> whatever so i don't know but brad bird usually does like a good balance of like stuff for kids and adults so maybe it's, it's probably not as bad as what people made it out to be yeah and i don't know i don't even remember if the people even thought it was bad i just thought think they they knew it couldn't find an audience and that probably is the thing yeah who knows i don't know but it's interesting all right have you seen this i have not seen it i think dinosaur neil saw it Hmm. Dinosaur Neil, his up. Did yeah. you see Tomorrowland? Should we see Tomorrowland? Let us know. But there you go. What do you think? Strong matchup for the strong first matchup for I think the so. movies, movies five. I think so. All right. There you go. Drag me to hell versus Tomorrowland. We'll see who moves on, and we'll see what other films are in the tournament next week. Of course, also look forward to that Jerry Maguire review somewhere, somewhere down, down the line. somewhere down the line. All right. Well, with all of that out of the way, all the cordial uh, stuff, yeah, we just get you warmed and primed for a review. All warmed up. Uh, we have Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse that dropped this last week, December fourteenth, twenty eighteen. Yeah, winter release. Budget of ninety million dollars. Uh, domestically. Made $42.4 million as gotcha. of the 18th. Okay. Uh, worldwide, $62.9 million. It's getting up there. It's all right. Ron Tomatoes has that at a 97%. That's pretty high. Was rocking 100% until probably a few dickholes <laughs> went out and just said they hated it for some reason. Yeah. I don't... I need to look those up to see what their arguments were for it. I remember uh, there's a podcast I listened to where they brought it up where they said that one of the guys said that he thought the animation was choppy. I do have something to say about the animation. <gasps> oh, okay. Uh-oh. That could be good or bad. <laughs> uh, I had a very uh... ominous look on your face when you said <laughs> well, it. Well, I wanted to be like, uh, dramatic go for that shit. <laughs> IMDB has that at an 8.8 out of 10. And your favorite, Box Office Mom. <gasps> the Mom's Back. Gave it four out of five buckets. Oh, that Not... bitch in her buckets. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, motion picture was made from Sony Pictures Animation. Yeah. That if put a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you another movie made by sony pictures animation i think they so, made the crudes I so <laughs> i looked it up jt yeah could you name some sony pictures animation movies i think they made the smurfs they did make the smurfs uh they don't make, they didn't make the crudes did they i don't know i don't probably not i think that was dreamworks <laughs> damn it um the Croods. Why would I fucking know that? I don't know. <laughs> you asked me. You fucking asshole. So you have the Smurfs. It is one. 
There's a big one that came out like a year or two ago. Oh, Jesus. That totally shit the bed. <laughs> ah, shit, I don't know. The Emoji Movie. Oh, God, that's right. Animation. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Because there are people who are just like giving it shit. <laughs> Like, um, Sony's losing it. So, fucking... yeah, because it has, like, stinkers in there, like the Emoji Movie and the Smurfs. Like, who gives a shit about the Smurfs? Yeah. But it also has these three franchises. It's got the Goosebumps franchise, yeah. which apparently is the Sony Pictures Animation branch. Yeah. But they have the Goosebumps movie that did pretty well in its sequel. Yeah. Hotel Transylvania series. Yeah, they're doing pretty good. <clears throat> which, I've seen the first one, and I don't hate it. Yeah. Um, it was on at a friend's house. For but were they on kids. a cruise? Mm, like, they're... <laughs> no. So that one guess could what? be the bad guess, one. Guess what they're doing in their next one, Troy? Are they on a cruise? They're going on a cruise! <laughs> Can't wait to see that one. And then they also do the Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs movie. I've heard that's good. Did you see the any of them? No, but the I've heard the first one's really good. I heard the first one's really good. And I heard the second one's like <clears throat> not too bad either. Like they it's not like a full fledged like rehashing of the first one. I I didn't see but the second it's one. It's like like there there's like people food hybrids that are like Oh, horrific. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like I don't know. I heard it's but I heard it's like good. All right. Um yeah, the first one was good, and it when it came out, I thought the animation was pretty stellar. Yeah. Um, it, just, like, the dreamscapiness of, like, food and stuff falling from the sky, I thought yeah. it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. And the story's good. Bill Hader's great as the main character. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, enough about these facts, JT. I just need the facts of what happened in this movie. From yeah. you specifically. From me? Yes. So do you want me to do this one, or, or do you want me? Do you want me to do Die Hard? All right, I'll take the wheel. I figured since you're since you're the expert, I'll leave the Spider Manning to you. You and leave the John McClaning to me. <laughs> you dog. <laughs> uh, so Spider Man into the Spider Verse follows main character Miles Morales. Yeah. On his. Uh, on a day in the life of him, he comes from a uh, very loving family. His father, Jefferson Davis, which is a controversial name. <laughs> and his um, Latino mother. Yeah. So he's a mixed race, mm -hmm. uh, which makes him almost like a one-of-a-kind kind of superhero already. Just yeah. by... Appealing to a crowd that's not represented at all. Oh yeah, I did find it odd that his dad was was the one who was black, but yet his last name is Morales. Yeah, maybe they're not married. Maybe it's a. Oh, maybe not because. Oh wait, they live in the same house, don't they? Yeah. Are you married to your girlfriend? What? Look, don't put my don't put my dirty launcher out there, Troy. <laughs> So anyway, <clears throat> look, I don't look, I just think families should not be started to marriage. <laughs> You're a very I'm old a, fashioned type guy, right? Yeah. Call me old fashioned, but <laughs> so um anyway, he goes uh on a little tagging adventure with his uncle Aaron. Yeah. And there he gets uh nibbled on by a genetic genetically Nibbled. 
altered spider, which changes his course of his life forever, JT, mm-hmm. becoming a brand new Spider-Man. Yeah. But with that, finds out that the Kingpin is up to no good, and he is trying to hatch a scheme in which he's trying to bridge other universes together. Yeah. And a mishap happens, and now there are a bunch of Spider-Men in Miles Morales' backyard. Yeah. What's a man to do? Spider-Man. <laughs> Gotta do some Spider-Man. <laughs> and then action ensues. Yeah. There you have Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Um, Spoiler-free? Was that a good spoiler-free one, or did he go into too much detail on that? <sighs> ah, fuck No, it. you didn't. <laughs> fuck it. No, he didn't go too far into it. Good. So, spoiler-free, JT, let me just talk about the visual style a little bit. I brought it up a little bit. Yeah. The animation in this, from the trailers when I first saw it, I wasn't in love with this animation. Really? I I thought it looked kind of... I I liked the design work of it. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was throwing me off, like, the little jitteriness of the animation, because it looked like a computer animation... But for claymation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was missing frames in there. Yeah. Like, it does have, like, some stop-motion feels to it every once in a while. Yeah. But not all the time. No. But I fell in love with this animation. Yeah. Really fast. In the movie. Yeah. I think that this style is not seen anywhere else. No. In fact, I think I heard that Sony's trying to patent it. I heard that, too, and I'm like, I don't know how you're going to do that. Yeah, the but, fuck, man. Um, they just need something. Yeah. <laughs> if we go out of business, at least we can get money from this shit. So, but I thought it was done amazingly. Like, I'm a huge fan of animation. Yeah. And to have, like, such a movie like this look like this, I was, like, grinning from ear to ear. Oh, no, it's so new, unique for how it looks. Even, mm-hmm. like, I was digging, like, the... Like, you could see when they would do really close-up shots of people, you can see the stippling. Like, the, oh, the yeah, dots. The, the four-colored Yeah, stuff or you could, like, see, it was like, oh, shit. Like, you can see you can see the detail in the art when they get close to a character's face, where it's like, right. they're a full-fledged, like, animated character. Right. Where it's like, doing close-up, you can see that they're art, as opposed to, like, when they zoom in, it's like, no, now we've got to widen the le- lines to make it so that they look like a person, but it's right. like... They don't give a shit. They're like, no, this is art. This is an right. art person. Yeah. You're, you're zooming in on an, on a piece of art. Right. What they did in this, it was like they embraced the comic book-ness of it. Yeah. Like, they made a comic book come to life rather than bring, like, trying to, like... Like, how the Marvel movies, they don't make the characters, like, really jump off the page. They interpret them in a real-life situation. Yeah. To, like, bridge them to live action. But this is, like, if the comic characters just stepped out of the book and are, like, living right now. Yeah. Like, even in the little aspects of, like, the onomatopoeias that are all out. Not, like, the wham-pam of, like, the... Wham-pam. The (laughs) wham-bam-pow of, like, the 60s Batman. Mm -hmm. But even, like, little things when, like, Spider-Man would throw out his web shooter every once in a while and just say, like, a tiny little thwip yeah. like, by his wrist. Yeah. I thought or, little touches like that were really cool. Yeah, and even, like, parts where, like, the action was kind of building up, they would do things where, like, frames would kind of, like, stack on top
top of each other, mm-hmm. kind of like how you would like read it through a comic book where it's like box on box on box on box, right? And then just kind of moving throughout the screen, but not Ang Lee Hulk style. No, <laughs> no, and they wouldn't do it where they wouldn't like beat it to death. It'd be like if there was something really fast going on, it'd be like yeah. And speaking of really fast, like once this movie like. From the movie's get-go, it, like, never really slows down. Not really. Except for, like, one moment, I think. Okay. But, like, for, in a... Not, like, a boring way. Like, it slows down to, like, It's okay. It's okay, Trey. It's not offended. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah just... Don't, don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Back to the visual style. And I also liked the... Um, a lot the different characters brought in mm-hmm. from their own uh, shattered dimension. Yeah. That they all have their own visual style. Yeah, every character keeps... seemed to have its own art style even, yeah. too. And it works, too. Mm-hmm. Like, even Spider-Ham in this, like, is drawn yeah. like a... Total Looney Tunes like, character. Yeah, like a cartoon character in this, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And then uh, Gwen Stacy, Peter Parker... And Miles Morales all kind of look similar. Mm-hmm. But then you have the Spider-Man Noir, who's all in, like, black and white. Yeah. And then you have the anime-type character, Penny Parker, is, like, straight-on, like, anime. Yep. Like, and it all meshes together, and you would think it would clash. But yeah. it doesn't. No, yeah. They they blend together well enough where yeah. it doesn't... Nothing really strikes you as, like, you're not... You don't belong here. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, I thought it was done amazing. Yeah. Um, speaking of Spider-Ham... That John Mulaney does his voice. I thought the voice work in this was stellar. Yeah, everyone in this is really good. Is even um, uh, the guy that does Peter Parker, Jake Johnson. Yeah, I thought he was really fucking good. Yeah, as and an I wasn't older in Peter love Parker with him at first in the trailer either. Like, but I really once he started going, I was like, oh yeah, this yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. Especially with Jake Johnson, like, how he plays a new girl is, like, kind of like a loser 30-year-old. Right. Like, he kind of adds that to (laughs) the Spider-Man where it's like, oh, yeah, you totally work. Right. For this. Really good. Um, (laughs) Anyway, John Mulaney does his voice. This is actually his first theatrical role ever. Really? Which surprised me. I'm like, yeah, maybe it is. Because I think all he's done is TV. Yeah. I know. Or stand-up. And that's about it. Yeah. Because I... I've seen him. He's been on uh, on um, crashing a couple times as himself. Oh, sure, but that's still just HBO. Yeah, or whatever. Well, it's not TV. <laughs> it's HBO. <laughs> I already said it. Um, come on, come on, get to where I want to see this. Come on, come on. Okay, here we go. Um, I can never remember the main character's name who plays Miles Morales. Shameik Moore. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. In this. Like, I I don't even know what else he's been in, but I really liked him a lot in this. He really carried, like, the uniqueness of Miles to, like, a T. Like, and yeah. I also like the character characterization of Miles in this, where... He's not just, like, another Peter Parker, you know? No. He's not, like, some genius. Yeah, no, this is a completely different story from Peter Parker. And right. I, that's what I thought was the most refreshing thing, is right. that, like, you're being introduced to the story of Spider-Man, but through a completely different story. Like, there's aspects of his life that aren't part of Peter Parker's life that are 
really interesting that I really would like to like broaden like broaden the spectrum on and really like d- dive into some of these things. Right. And cuz like any other real um alternate version of Spider-Man has always kind of been like the same story. Yeah. Like it's like uh guy like genius gets bitten by a spider and now he's Spider-Man yeah. or Spider-Woman or whatever. Yeah. And he's not like a dumb kid, but he's like he's more like a normal kid. He go he like and I don't think they do this in the book unless they've changed it since I um dropped off, but he like strays more to the artistic side. Yeah. Rather than just like, yeah, I'm like a chemist or whatever. A, yeah. A bio like chemist mm-hmm. engineer. Yeah. Um and I thought I was like, that's really a great idea to stray him more in another direction. Yeah. That doesn't just make him like a clone of Spider-Man. Yeah. You know what and I mean? I love how he's like this person that's kind of torn between two worlds too. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't really have that with Peter Parker, but with him he's like he he really looks up to his uncle Aaron, but then he has his dad that wants him to be on the more straight and narrow. Right. So it's like he's being torn between these two worlds. Right. And it really like I thought his whole story was fascinating. Like I almost kind of wanted to see more. But I I've got like one major complaint about it. And I'll get more into in spoilers. But I feel like like Spider Man into the Spider Verse would be an awesome sequel. Yeah. And I thought, like, this movie could have really built off of the the entire, uh, like, origins of Miles Morales. Because I was fascinated with his story, and I wanted more of it. And I felt mm-hmm. like there were some things where they had, to, they had to swerve away from it to get into the Spider-Verse stuff, when I thought they could have done a lot more with his story. Okay. Um... I could see that. I'll go more go go more into detail about it when we go into spoilers, but I thought like I thought like the Spider-Verse stuff in general would make an awesome sequel to this story, to like Miles Morales' right. story. Right. Um to back up to all the way to the Sony hack. Yeah. Because that's when this movie was like first announced when it was like we got an animated Spider-Man movie coming up or whatever. But the, around this time Sony was just like I don't even know what they were doing. Like, putting out just garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they just, like, came off of, like, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is yeah. kind of just like, ugh. And I think when we talked about this on the show for the first time, you were just like, what are they doing? Right. Because, <laughs> like, they're trying to, like, get the whole Tom Holland thing off the ground and, like, do all that kind of... Not even then. Because that would have been before then. But it's like, I don't know if I'm excited for this because all that Sony was churning out that time was garbage. Yeah. So I'm like, why do I want them to do my favorite thing to my favorite person and ruin it? <laughs> I love animation and I love Spider-Man. Why would they Sony do this to me? Yeah. Why, Sony? Yeah, but why did you ruin this, Sony? <laughs> Sony has been quickly turning me around with their output lately. Yeah. Because not only did they have... Um, a a really good Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, they're playing ball with Marvel. Yeah, this movie came out, and if you can't tell already, I I pretty in, much enjoyed it. Yeah, they made Venom. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> you just shot my just whole theory your down. Universe. <laughs> Fucking Charlie Brown over here. 
God damn it. I could literally watch the brakes like squeal <laughs> on your head. Like you're oh. getting all this you're getting all this momentum and then I just said venom. You're like uh, um uh, fuck you. Let me turn that around. <laughs> Venom's making a lot of money. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and they have another Spider-Man on the way. Yeah. Uh, with Tom Holland, which I'm excited for. Yeah. So like Venom aside, but granted they're only Spider-Man movies I'm talking about, <laughs> but I think they're doing pretty great work here. Yeah. And maybe it's because they're getting a little bit of like nudging from Marvel or uh, Disney. I don't know. I would assume yeah. not because Disney's name isn't on this at all. No. But I, I, I'm like, and this is written by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Well, it's only by Phil Lord. Oh, Phil Lord. Well, yeah, but I, I, yeah, but he's still he's part of that group, right? <laughs> he probably he probably threw a little nudge and a wink in there, yeah. you know. Like oh, but not directed by them. Yeah, no, it's not directed by. I don't know who's directed. Uh, by. It's like but... some first time director. Yeah, actually. So I was like actually pretty surprised. Yeah. Um. This movie also has like a killer soundtrack. Yeah. Granted, like this, like the songs that they use in this aren't. Um, songs that I'd probably go out and just listen to on my own. No. But in the context of the movie, I'm like, man, these fit in here really well. Oh, yeah. Especially the freaking Sunflower song. I was telling you right oh, before yeah. that. Like, <laughs> I I am, like, obsessed with that song now because it's just always stuck in my head. Yeah. And, like, I don't know anything about Post Malone or anything like that. I'm an old man. I don't get music nowadays. <laughs> but, like, this song has been, like, an earworm yeah. in my head. So much so that I tagged it on my podcast to do with Chelsea at the very end. Yeah. So I'm like, everyone needs to hear this song. Because mm-hmm. everyone listens to that podcast. <laughs> everyone. Everyone and their mothers listens to it, JT. Yeah. But w- what did you think about all that stuff? I feel like no. I'm talking a lot. No, I thought the music was good. Like, I I was thinking they would, like, knowing Sonny, they would go the racist route with it and be like, just do all rap. Just... Yeah, bunch of like super hardcore rap the right. whole time because we got to put over that. Hey, he's he's a black kid, right? Oh, all the black kids love the rap. We'll right. play, put the rap in there. Total Sony racist move. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, like a lot of the music in this was it was contemporary, but I thought it it fit moments pretty well. Yeah, they even had Saint Elmo's Fire in here somewhere, which was really good. Oh, I yeah, love that right. song. <laughs> that's right. Uh. So the only egregious part of this that I thought was that anytime Miles was like listening to oh, music, the Sony branding, yeah, the Sony branded the headphones on Sony like, cans. I'm like, okay, that's pretty egregious. But I guess if I was a company and I had products, I would probably put my yeah. name on. Them. And it wasn't like he was being like, wow, these have such great quality. <laughs> right. Didn't pull out his. I need to get out my new Sony Ericsson telephone or what? That's not even a real phone anymore, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Who gives a shit? But anyway, like, I, that was about, like, the most egregious thing, I think, of the movie to yeah. me was, like, branding. But I'm like, it makes sense. Why wouldn't you do mm-hmm. it, really? Um, they had a few awesome references that I'll just touch on here but i'll bring up in spoilers yeah to previous spider-man films oh yeah like all the the movie references in the beginning were pretty fucking funny they got like audible laughter in the theater oh my god i I was losing it and uh (laughs) also i like the that they make 
character changes in this for the better i think yeah at least for this movie and so i and i'll bring those up in spoilers too but it like actually surprised me on some of them and Mm -hmm. i was like i really like that and so like that everything all about it so far was like it kept me on my toes yeah and i was pretty stoked all the way through if i like had any complaints spoiler free that i maybe it's just me as like an older man <laughs> an old man now is that it it is like non-stop all the way yeah. through it doesn't really give you a chance to take a break and really take all the, a lot of stuff in yeah not really but really there it's a simple-ish well i don't even know it's a simple-ish kind of story for yeah. an outrageous premise yeah. it's as simple as the stories you can get about <laughs> Universes clashing into one another, right. and then introducing character, introducing multiple Spider-Men. Right, but the end point is like a pretty simple premise. It's not like a weird, complicated thing yeah. you got to do. Yeah, that's true. But like, I was surprised actually for like an out there premise for a mass audience that it was handled so well. Yeah, and like it's pretty, it's like entry level stuff. If like you're into any sci-fi at all, you could go in and be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. it's not hard to get oh sure i suppose like maybe some olds would hate it like some olds <laughs> jesus christ like i don't know my mom and dad could go see it and they'd be like oh yeah that makes sense i like it fucking ageist That's cute yeah sometimes i am sometimes i suck <laughs> god i'm sitting around a bunch of olds <laughs> uh, anyway uh that's pretty much all i gotta say of that spoiler free yeah no i I'm pretty much on the same boat. I thought the animation was gorgeous, and uh, the, yeah, like my only really complaint is that I feel like it tries to do too much. Where I think like if this if this particular movie was split into two separate movies, I think they would have gotten more out of a story out of each film as opposed right. to like trying to do so much in one film. Okay. Um, recommend to go see it in theaters. I definitely see it in theaters. I think a lot of the visuals need to be seen on a big screen, for sure. It is in 3D, and I don't think it needs to be seen in 3D. It might be interesting, though. It, yeah, they're, uh, definitely at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, but I think I listened to a review of somebody who did see it in 3D, and they're like, it didn't really... I don't think it was made for 3D. Like They just kind of put that effect on there after. Yeah. So it didn't really do anything. Yeah. Even though it's some parts, though, like, the coloring of it made it seem like it's, like, they're just always showing the 3D version. Yeah. Did that, did you kind of catch that? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think they do play a lot with, like, the, the 3D colors, like, the blue and reds. Right. Where, like, they'll do kind of, like, like a... Like primary color. They'll, yeah, they'll do, like, a following trail of someone in, like, blue and red to make it look like it's supposed to be in 3D. Right. But I like okay. that, though, because it made it seem like more of that pop art style, like it's yeah. like it is throughout. For sure. Um, okay, spoiler time, JT. Yeah. Now, on Twitter or Facebook, I don't remember, one of the social medias, after you saw it, you said that you liked the movie, but it catered to an audience that maybe you're not. Yeah. Would you like to elaborate? Well, I just felt like a lot of, especially like near the end when they're, they're introducing all of the Spider-Men, it felt like... A lot of the introductions to them felt like a previously on Lost <laughs> kind of okay. thing, where it was like I wanted to learn more, but they were just like, 
No, we we got to do more stuff. Just you're fine. You know enough. See, my argument with that would be, I don't think you need to know any more than what you're given. No, you don't. But I think, but they still gave me enough where I was interested and I wanted to know more. And then they were like, "Shut up." And then they kept going. <laughs> where it was like, I almost would have preferred if they didn't say anything, and they would have just been like here's more spider-man and you're like oh shit okay but then they gave me enough where i was like "Ooh, that's fascinating and then they're just like no okay you got enough we're fine now and they moved on but if if you're one of your complaints was like you think it did too much would you wanted more of that then if they did too much this, you said this movie already you feel like there's already a lot going on in it would you wanted more of that i mean if they're gonna give it to me i would want the whole thing okay but yeah, well, like I said, like, I think that they, I don't know, like, a lot of it is just, um, it does cater to more of, like, the, the Spider-Man reading audience. Like, I feel like there are, like, books that you could read that would make you enjoy it more. Like, I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, there are moments in here where I was like, okay, th- like, this just doesn't. This part isn't for me. This is for somebody else. Okay. Um, like, especially, like, the moments that I didn't get enough of, I felt like they skirted by it because they figured that the people that are seeing this have already have a more of an understanding of it based off the books. Okay. Being a reader of it... Yeah. Um, this is, like, a wholly... Not completely original story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I just grabbed Spider-Verse, <laughs> um, if anyone was wondering. It's like, but that is not necessarily what the movie is about. No. Because it's like this mixed with a book called, like, Spider-Men, in where Peter Parker actually meets Miles Morales. Yeah. And I think that's a, more of a chunk of this story than this book would be, Spider-Verse. Yeah. Spider-Verse just introduces, like, a billion Spider-Men. And that's, like, the fun aspect of this movie. Yeah. Where they're just like, we want to play, like, a numbers game where you can have, like, a bunch of Spider-Men. They're all varied and different from each other for the most part. But where it's really a story about Peter interacting with Miles. Yeah. And then Miles is, like, family stuff. See, like, because I think this movie would have worked more if the main character was, like, maybe Peter Parker... Because everyone knows Peter Parker's story. Like, the thing that I thought the mo- was the most frustrating about it was that I don't know Miles' story. And I wanted more of Miles' story. But then they would kind of cut it off in certain aspects so they could do the Spider-Verse stuff. Where I was like, I mean, yeah, this is fun. But I want to I get to know Miles more. Because I don't know him. Like, mm-hmm. And I feel like they did that because they are just like, well, everyone knows who Miles Morales is. It, Morales is. And I'm like, but I don't <laughs> see i don't think i don't think the movie shortchanges it at all like i don't i like the fact that they just pretty much they still give you like a, a peter parker spider-man origin in this unabridged version yeah but like the movie really does a lot of back story on miles yeah um like it gives you that he has a relationship with his uncle that he really likes, but his uncle's maybe not the best person. Yeah. Um, but his dad's a cop, so that's a bad thing here or there. So 
but like Miles doesn't necessarily know why his uncle or his dad doesn't want him talking to his uncle. Mm-hmm. And so that family drama is interesting. His yeah. mom doesn't really have much to do in this. Yeah. She's just there as a loving person. But like, <laughs> yeah, but like, I feel like in, in, a, in like a movie where they d- explored that more, I'd have more of an emotional tie to it. But I feel like they just kind of, they just kind of comment on it. And then they go into the Spider-Verse stuff. Like they show that it's a thing. And then they go into the Spider-Verse stuff. I, I never felt <laughs> shortchanged on any of that stuff. I, I, I don't know. I just felt like I wanted more of, like, I wanted him to interact more with, with his uncle. And I wanted to see more of that frustration from his dad about, like, like I just want the best for him and he doesn't realize it. And they comment on it, but I feel like what I could really get an emotional tie out of if they would have really focused on it, they, they're just like, this is a thing. Mm. This is a thing. Mm-hmm. I like the reveal. Like I, I knew the reveal was coming that his uncle was the prowler. Yeah, but um, Chelsea didn't, and she found it to be pretty surprising. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, I guess I <laughs> maybe knowing too much about this going in like ruined some surprises for me. I yeah. guess. But um, I really liked that aspect of it, and I once the reveal uh, to him that Miles is that other Spider Man. I really liked that aspect of even when when they find out each, both each other's identities. Yeah. How like um Miles finds out that his uncle Aaron is the prowler and so he's like, "Holy shit, this sucks." And yeah. then he realizes like why his dad doesn't want him to hang out with him all the time and then when the prowler finds out that Miles is Spider-Man and he's just like, "Holy shit," cuz like Kingpin pretty much has him at gunpoint like kill Spider-Man. He's like yep fuck he's like my my nephew man or whatever and then the kingpin shoots him yeah not miles but shoots uncle aaron yeah it's like oh my god (laughs) and then he has to deal with like his dying uncle so he has that uncle ben situation Mm -hmm. so it's like i i think it really does a good job carrying like emotional weight yeah this is like the one part of the movie where it does slow down a little bit to give you that yeah but I could, I did want to sit in that a little bit longer. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, I feel like, I feel like all of that stuff could have been like a movie by itself. It could have been, and I feel yeah. like, and I feel like all of that, all of that drama and all of that that uh, emotion was kind of undercut by. But here's a fun, here's a fun interdimensional thing. Right. Like, I feel like that could have been like. Like, a really cool, like, first Miles Morales movie could have been, like, he becomes Spider-Man, he meets Peter Parker, and then Peter Parker takes him under his wing to show him what being Spider-Man's all about, and then the Prowler kills Spider-Man, and then Miles Morales finds out the Prowler's uncle, and then he has this huge, this, like, this huge torment about, like, going into this, like, he, like, thought he knew what good and evil was, Mm -hmm. and now that he has... This person he's looked up to his entire life kills someone that he's that has pretty much taught him who he is. Mm-hmm. Like it totally fucks with his whole morale of like, who do I trust? Like mm-hmm. how how do I really be the Spider-Man that I'm supposed to be? That'd be pretty cool. And I feel like that could have been like a cool story by itself, but in this because they have to really focus on the Spider-Verse stuff. I'm not. I'm not. I wouldn't say it's like a footnote in the movie, but it's it doesn't take precedence over like the big finale like the big like interdimensional finale mm-hmm. and i feel like something like that 
that has like a lot of weight to it needs to be like an almost essential focus to a film. Yeah, but I think you're you're wanting more of a movie for you. I mean, you're making a movie for yourself in your head. Yeah. Whereas like this catered to like a like a a kid audience. That yeah. like to see all these like bouncy creatures jumping around and shooting webs and stuff. I know, but yeah, but my my thing is like, okay, so if you want to make a movie like that, then make a movie like that. But I feel like they're two movies inter interweaved with each other that I feel like one kind of undercuts the other. Mm. See, I don't know. I think it balanced itself. <laughs> I'm I mean, that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like I I wasn't hating any, anything that I was watching, but I felt like I could have I could have sat more in one moment, but instead they had to introduce another moment to keep the movie going. Mm -hmm. There was actually um, more Peter Parker and Miles moments in this than I thought there were going to be. Yeah. Like, I thought with all these other characters in it, it'd be like a big, almost like kind of fighting for time kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't ever, I don't think. Once they were all on screen, I think they all worked really good as an ensemble. Yeah. But, like, what oh, what surprised me was that they were two Peter Parkers in this. Yeah. Like, there was the one in the very beginning from Miles' dimension. Yeah. Earth 1610, 1610. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look out. Uh, <laughs> that was voiced by Chris Pine, which mm. would totally surprise me. And then he dies from the kingpin, like, right at the beginning. Yeah. And then that's what sets, like, Miles off to be like, oh, my God, like, I need to be better and, like, a hero and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then he meets the other Peter Parker. I like also like that it's Peter B. Parker, like an A and a B. Yeah. <laughs> Peter B. Parker, and that's voiced by Jake Johnson, who's yeah. not, like, the perfect Spider-Man like this other oh, one no. was. Well, I... I feel like he's what Spider-Man is destined to be like in later years cuz yeah. we always see Spider-Man when or we always see Peter Parker when he's like at the at the latest maybe his mid 20s we Except never for really coming Yeah well, oh, at the well, latest at, at the, the latest, latest. Got, yeah, yeah like it, he's yeah, always yeah. either a teenager or like maybe at the latest, is mid twenties. Right. We never really see him when he's Played like by a forty year old. Toby yeah, Parker. yeah. But we never really see him when he's supposed to be like in his mid to late thirties. Uh huh. And in this, they show it, and it's like you almost kind of see, you almost kind of see like what you should really expect, where it's like he's barely holding his life together as like a teenager. Yeah. So how is he <laughs> like, it's just going to end up being like this huge snowball to where it's like, he, by the time he gets to his late thirties, it's all going to fall apart. Yeah. And I, I love that aspect of it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like even like, even down to where it's like this Peter Parker looks like he has a death wish. Cause he's always <laughs> being like, don't worry guys. I'll just, I'll just stay by. I'll die. Or it's right. like, you don't have to, like the guy that lives here is literally standing right next to you. He can do it. Like no, I'll just do it. You're fine, guys. You're right. Do you want to die? Or, do you legit want to kill yourself? No, I'm just I'll just do it myself. Yeah, but I also <laughs> like the fact too that he plays it as like he's been Spider-Man for so long. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. Fuck it. <laughs> this is all this shit I do this every day. It doesn't even surprise me anymore. Yeah. Even to the fact that like. 
even when he's like arguing with Miles when Miles is trying to figure out his powers, like when they're outside talking and he's just like walking up a building, just casually talking, trying to figure out like the goober. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you broke it. And he's like walking up the building and Miles is like trying to follow behind him and he's like skidding down the wall and can't yeah. figure out how to wall climb. Oh, yeah. I love the of the play on physics in this, too. Mm-hmm. Like even when he like he first figures out that he can walk and stuff and he's like walking around the building. Yeah. And like he's got a pigeon stuck to his hand. <laughs> yeah. Like all that stuff is really fun. Yeah. Uh, all that was good. Like I just love to see like the Jake Johnson Spider-Man. As like as he can, he's like a, a superhero vet, yeah. You know what I mean, like a veteran. Yeah. So he can go out. He doesn't even have to. Like, it doesn't even look. It looks effortless to him because yeah. he just does it all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I and I like that he's like jaded to all of it because even when he's like talking to Miles one time, where he's like, the Kingpin's gonna give him twenty four, give an ultimatum of twenty four hours. Just oh yeah. Listen. And he's yep. like three, two, one. You have twenty four hours <laughs> yeah. to get me what I want. He's like, told you. Yeah. But yeah, I I loved all that stuff. But, it was no, fun. No, I I listened to like a review of this where they talked about like how they loved the idea that like it's almost like he's taken like the words of Uncle Ben and like almost kind of shaped it or almost kind of like twisted it into this weird mutant of what it originally meant. <laughs> where he's like, I just gotta I just gotta be the hero all the time. I don't it, no matter the cost. Where right. it's like you do gotta take care of yourself though. <laughs> I mean, you do kind of gotta take care of yourself, <laughs> right? Like, now he's just, like, he's, like, a f- pot-bellied, right. like, lives in a shitty apartment, right. like, Wears Mary Jane pants. wants nothing to do with him, <laughs> wears sweatpants, like, he's just kind of a slob, but he's like, I'm saving the city, though, that's what I do, I'll save the city, where he's like, right. yeah, but you do gotta still take care of yourself. <laughs> like, there are certain aspects where you gotta think about yourself. Right. Excuse me, getting late? <sighs> yeah, but, no, he, uh, yeah, he just, he, he looks like someone who's just so weathered by being a superhero uh-huh. and i love that idea of like them actually exploring that dimension of like of, of a peter parker and yeah. like how spider-man can just wear on him to like now <laughs> that he's just like a pot-bellied middle-aged man <laughs> what did you think about the other spider-man in this um i thought they were pretty interesting like i said like they don't go too in depth on them but I didn't really need them to like, I mm-hmm. like the idea of them just introducing them. Like I love the, uh, like Nick Cage's Spider-Man noir was actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Like even the fact that he couldn't see color at all, like right. he's trying to do a Rubik's cube and he's like, what's this purple. Okay. I don't get this. <laughs> like, he's just like, But yeah, like stuff like that was just, it was, yeah, it was fun. And then like, I mean, they introduced Gwen, but she doesn't do too much. Right. The one weird thing about this is, like, when Gwen is introduced at first, because, like, the, her whole backstory is, like, I had showed up, like, a week before because t- the timeline's different in my universe or whatever. Yeah. And so when she first bumps into Miles, which she knows, like, something's up with him because they can spider-sense each other. Yeah. She, like, says, like, my name is Wen- Wendelin. It's yeah. like, why'd you change your name? He doesn't know you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you trying to hide if you did say your name is Gwen? I'm like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Until they took me out of the movie. Hated it. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> F. F minus. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I really dropped the ball on that Gwen. <laughs> but otherwise, I really, I, I liked her inclusion of her. I really dig the Spider-Gwen 
suit. Oh, yeah. With, like, the hood and stuff look really cool. Yeah, and it's got the webbing on the inside of the hood. And, yeah. Like, like, the color scheme in it is just great. Yeah. Instead of being the red and blue, it's like a turquoise and, like, fuchsia. Yeah. I thought that was, like, a super smart design. Yeah. The the Penny Parker one was super weird. Like, she, so she's friends with the spider, and the I spider know that lives one. in the robot, and then... Uh, <laughs> So that one was created by Gerard Way, yeah. the guy from My Chemical Romance, <laughs> and it has very little to do anywhere else it is outside so of the weird. Spider-verse book. Like, I was only getting glimpses of it from, like, they like did the backstory of her, and it's like, so she's, she was bitten by a radioactive spider, but then the spider became her best friend, and then the spider lives in a robot that the spider controls. <laughs> so she's still a Spider-Man, but the, the robot's also a Spider-Man. It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> I, and I, I don't really like... I, I know why they incorporated her in this, because she could have an interesting design but opposed no, I, to everybody Yeah, else. but no, I, I thought it was hilarious, though, because I, I just love that they introduced... They introduced, like, Spider-Man Noir and uh, Spider-Pig and... Uh, Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham, my God. Sorry, I don't want the Simpsons to, <laughs> to sue him. And, uh, and uh, Penny Parker, like, all at the same time where it's like, okay, now it's just getting weird. Yeah. Where it's like, you get the first three where it's like, okay, these are just kind of normal people. And then it's like, right. oh, here's a pig. Right. <laughs> I also like for Spider-Ham, what I always forget is that he was a spider bitten by a radioactive pig. Yeah. <laughs> And I always forget I love that, that and shit. I love that shit so much. <laughs> and uh, Spider-Ham was, like, a huge comical relief in this. Yeah. Because I, like, everybody else is just, like, even Nick Cage is like, in my universe, I take it hard to crime using my fists or whatever. Yeah. And then Spider-Ham's like, sometimes I have the ability to float in the air if I smell a really good pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's always, like, pulling, like, cartoon mallets out of his ass. And, like, it's really funny. Uh, what? Uh, the One of the things that actually surprised me in this is that I was really surprised that the uh, Catherine Hahn playing this scientist character ended up being Dr. Octopus. Oh, I know. That was another thing that I liked. Like, the reveals of some of the villains was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, the doc, like, Dr. Octopus was really cool in this. Even, like, her tentacles had, like, this weird, like air pneumatic type look to them. Yeah, like, like they were filled with like gel or something like yeah. that. It, I thought it was a super smart idea. It was really cool looking. To not make them like big mechanical things. Yeah. But like actual, it made it more, seemed more octopus Yeah. <laughs> That's a terrible, I felt it coming out of my mouth wrong. octopus <laughs> But like, just like the weird pneumatic gel filled like plasticky looking arms I yeah were a ingenious yeah like, invention by yep. this because this is a completely original design for it really she doesn't exist in the books oh it was really cool yeah and especially also, like, she like introduced herself she looks like kind of like a hippie right where you're like who is this right and i also like that when she turns into dr octopus she puts her like hair up in like a beehive to even resemble like an octopus's yeah. head even more and i'm yeah. like what a fucking smart design! I know this is. Doc. Yeah, Doc Ock in this was really fucking cool. She yeah. was probably one of my favorite like villain characters in this whole thing. What do you think about the villains in this? Because they had a whole bunch of them, but they only really focused on like a couple of them. Yeah, I thought for the most part they were pretty cool. Like, uh, I've never really been introduced completely to the whole Green Goblin, where he's an actual goblin. Yeah, 
there wasn't much of that in this movie. And yeah. like I think it was even blown out of proportion in this movie too a little bit. Yeah. He was enormous. He was like nine feet tall. So like in the regular <laughs> Spider-Man universe, you just know him as Norman Osborn. He puts on a mask and he's like Green yeah. Goblin, rides on a glider, all that shit. Yeah. In like the ultimate universe, which Miles is from. Yeah. He injects himself with like something. He He's the reason why Miles Morales gets his powers because he's genetically modifying all these things because he's trying to find like the supreme like super soldier serum that Captain America got that they've never been able to replicate since the World War II or whatever. Yeah. And so they're trying to test it out on animal testing and all this stuff and the spider transfers it to Miles. Yeah. But then they can't duplicate that experiment. Yeah. So he just takes the serum and injects it in himself like raw dogs himself yeah. with this shit, right? <laughs> and then so like that brings out like an evil part in him. So he like almost hulks out into like a goblin, but not to this extent in the movie. Yeah. Like he's like maybe like the Hulk size. Yeah. And he can like shoot fire out of his hands, but he doesn't like have big bat wings and flies around or yeah. any of that or shit. Or he looks like a fucking dragon man. Yeah, he doesn't look... <laughs> like, he looks more demonic in the books, but, like, he doesn't look like a full-out dragon. Yeah. So, anyway, that was my tangent over on that one. But, yeah. like... But, yeah, they have that, and they have, like... I think Tombstone is, like, one of the henchmen. Right. He doesn't do much. Nah. Uh, in all honesty, I wasn't a big fan of the design of the Kingpin. He looked like uh-huh. he looked like the hump. He looked like Humpty Dumpty. He looked like one of those. <laughs> he looked like one of those, uh, <laughs> like mattress suits <laughs> when you drive by like a mattress store and they're outside waving to come in. He looks like a human version of those aliens from the Fifth Element. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like two fridges. Yeah. Like, in a suit. <laughs> uh, yeah i i didn't i i i didn't mind it. I thought it was kind of fun, but yeah. like. His was, like, the most... He's probably even more cartoony than Spider-Ham. Yeah. Like, he, out of everyone who looked, oh, like, a mildly realistic-ish character, he yeah. was, like, this big... Yeah like, a, yeah, like a hunchback. Like, an enormous hunchback. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, he was he was a fine character for what it was, but it was just, like... He's got, like, this, like, weird, like, thumb of a head that sticks out in between, like, the middle of his body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> other than his design... Um, I thought he was a, a pretty good character and his whole plot to like bridge dimensions so he can get yeah. like his family back. I thought was unexpected twist. Like, yeah, trying to humanize him a little bit more. Yeah, And I like the idea of it, but I think that's another thing where it's like, I wish they would have done more with like, actually like taken more of a, of a backstory on like what his family life was like. But I think that's another one where it's like, they have to, they're doing the universe stuff, so they can't really comment on it too much. It's just like, well, he had a family, and they're dead, so now he's kind of get him. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if I'd want, like, I had, I got just enough empathy for him in this, then that's all I needed. Like, I like in Daredevil, where D'Onofrio plays it, where, like, he it's like a completely different kind of kingpin, where they have, like, episodes just solely about him, and you can kind of see what he's yeah. dealing with mm-hmm. but i don't need a full out thing like that for just like something like this like yeah that actually caught me by surprise that they were doing it at all like he's just not like a straight up bad guy yeah that they're like oh he wants to get his family back because they died but they died because he's a piece of shit so yeah. like it's 
it's two handed, but I I do like his mindset. Like, no, I'll just need I'll get all of my family together because I'm desperate at this yeah. point. No, I, I, I'm all these like critiques I'm making. It's not because I hate the movie. No, like, I'm not just, taking it like that. Like, I'm just. It's just that like, in like a certain film like this, like when you are trying to take those emotional aspects, I want you to, I want the movie to actually kind of make me emotional about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to be like. In usual in movies, when this happens, you get sad. So, just think this happened, and then think back to that one time <laughs> this movie made you sad when this thing happened. Like that's how I usually take it. But I no, but I get what they're trying to do. Like they're they can't like dwell on it for so long. Like right. they can only do it in in small bits where they have to really get to the rest of the story. But when they just kind of like. See, his family died. Isn't that sad? Remember in other movies when families died and it was sad? <laughs> so just think of that. Like, that's how I usually kind of take it. Where I'm like, sure. well, I'm not really getting, like, an emotional tie to his family. It's just you're just showing me something that sucked for him. Yeah. But I get why they did it. Like, I'm not shitting on the movie. It's just when it, when they're doing something emotional, I want them. I want to actually feel emotional. See, like I don't think that would be like a great idea with this because then you would feel like emotional, be like, oh, I I see what he's trying to do. But like in the beginning of the movie, he literally punched Spider Man to death in front of a child, and I'm like, do I want to feel empathy for him? No, but that's the <laughs> thing. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna show a scene to make you feel empathetic, then that's what that's where the that's where the conflict arises in you about the character. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're just gonna make him a piece of shit, then make him a piece of shit. But if you're gonna introduce something where it's like, but he wants to do this, then it's like, yeah, but you're not showing me enough of that to make me feel that way. You're just showing me that okay, yeah, that's a thing. Mm. Okay, I get I get what you're saying. Like I understand that they they want they want to introduce that aspect of him and it's cool, but they don't introduce it enough for to instill the feeling that they want me to have yeah um what what, anything else you want to bring up about this movie here what else you got um well like i said uh like i thought like this would be like a really cool sequel where if they did the miles morales story and then with this i feel like if they were to just do like a like a spider verse sequel where it's like okay they introduce like the multiple dimensions but, like, maybe do it where it's like, okay, now he's being introduced to an older Peter Parker after he was trained by a younger Peter Parker, but this one's, like, a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Where he was like, oh, you're my mentor, but you're not my mentor. And then he deals with that. And then you can even introduce, like, other villains. Maybe introduce another dimension of a Prowler that mm-hmm. comes in where it's like, oh, shit, I'm reliving all the trauma of, like, when my uncle killed my mentor in front of me. Mm-hmm. Maybe introduce different aspects of villains that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Like, he could totally do that, but I like, because in this, they only have so much to work with, and they only introduce other Spider-Men from other dimensions. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> but, I mean, it is cool, but, I mean, like, like there was, there's so much more you can do with it if you give it... if. There's already an established Miles, and you dive right into that, as opposed to well, we have to establish Miles, and then we have to do the sp- and then we do the Spider Verse stuff. Like I, that's why I think this would have been a better sequel as opposed to like a better like first movie. Okay. Um. Um. What? <laughs> I don't really have much else to say up until like. 
the did you stay for the post credit sequence? I I needed to get home because I was like, I was like legit like Molly Pop was messaging me like, are you gonna come home soon? I'm like, okay, I'm I'm leaving. And I, <laughs> but I heard there was one. Um, so at first I didn't think it was worth it, but the more I think about it, like it made me laugh a lot. Yeah. So the post credit sequence. The whole, uh, actually, the whole time during the movie, I'm like, why didn't they introduce this one Spider-Man that makes lends itself to like dimensional hopping and all this kind of weird, futury stuff, like the Spider-Man of 2099. Yeah. The whole post-credit sequence is about him. Yeah. Where his like, because he lives in the far-flung future of 2099. Yeah. And he's Miguel O'Hara or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's got like this. AI assistant that creates like this watch for him to jump through dimensions and stuff. Yeah. Like at his will. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, finally I can do this. And his voice by Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> and like in the credits, he's Oscar Isaac is credited as interesting person. So they didn't spoil the oh post credits. So anyway, he goes, all right, I need to travel to earth 67 to finally stop it where it begins. And so he goes to Earth-67, and it's the animated 67 version of Spider-Man. Yeah. Where, like, it's like the meme where Spider-Man's pointing at another Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Except, like, (laughs) it's the other Spider-Man is the 2099 Spider-Man in the 60s animation style. (laughs) And they're pointing at each other, and he's like, don't you point at me! Wait a minute, I point better than you! And then they're all just pointing at each other, arguing who points better. Oh, my God. And then, like, J. Jonah Jameson is like... Oh, this Spider-Man is a menace or whatever over on the side. And I was like, it made me laugh actually more than I thought it was going to. And I was like, that was worth it. And I had to piss so bad. And I was just like, this better be good. God damn it. Cause I've been, I've been tricked before, but like, it was pretty good. I liked it. So yeah. like in a sequel, I'm assuming we're going to see some more of that stuff. More, yeah. more Spider-Man. Cause there's Spider-Man aplenty. In this. Yeah. And probably going to feature more of Spider-Gwen and probably other Spider-Women as well. Okay. Because there's actually, like, other Spider-Women in the original, like, Peter Parker, Peter B. Parker universe that aren't multidimensional. They're just, like, they live in this world with them. And I'd love to see, like, more, like, Spider-Women just, like, that are different. Like, they don't really have spider powers. They're just spider in name. Yeah. So Marvel didn't lose the rights to them. They just had to make a Spider-Woman yeah. character. Uh, yeah. It, it, for, for in all honesty, it took me a little bit to kind of fall into uh, Miles's like, electricity and visibility powers. Because I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And, like, honestly, in the books, he, like, still can't really control it. Yeah. And so, like you kind of forget that he has those abilities anyway. Okay. But then you're like, he'll use them randomly, and it's like, oh, yeah, he can do that. <laughs> okay, cool. But I like it that it just differentiates him a little bit more. He just doesn't, it's not the yeah. same cookie-cutter yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, he's not just another Spider-Man. Because like he actually, there's a part of him that's different from everything else. There is a Spider-Woman that does have, like, that kind of shock power that he has. Yeah. That Spider-Man doesn't. So yeah. it's kind of... Ties it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, on a whole, JT, I think this movie is pretty great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. There's some parts in it that like I had a grin from ear to ear, and there's parts in this that I thought were actually legit very funny. Yeah, I think there's 
it seemed like there was a bit of like improv going on in like the vo- the vocal booth a little bit here and there. I can see that, especially with like um, Jake Johnson. Yeah, like with his Peter Parker, because mm-hmm. there was some things that he was saying that I was like literally laughing out loud at. Oh yeah, I thought he was hilarious. Oh no, I love it when like he when he first shows up and he doesn't have like pants because he fucks up his pants when he gets. <laughs> So yeah. he has to, he's like legit wearing like the top half of a Spider-Man suit and sweatpants for like probably a good, a good chunk of the a movie. Good chunk of the movie. He's, just, he's just wearing a Spider-Man suit with sweatpants over it. I uh, thought that was pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed the animation on this. The sound uh, track was amazing. I really love that. It's focuses on somebody else rather than just Peter Parker. Yeah. So, uh, it's what fans really have wanted even before Tom Holland was cast. They, there's that whole thing where they wanted um, Challenge Gambino to be fucking Miles Morales in a live action movie. Yeah. You know, and that never really took off, but he ended up playing his uncle in Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. But see, like, I, yeah, I, I would, if they're going to do a Miles Morales, I would want them to do, like, this age of Miles, Miles Morales, like, middle school. Yeah. Where it's like, I feel like that takes on like a whole different aspect of what Spider-Man could be. Right. Because especially like in that, um, in that age where it's like so developmental, where you're like, you really are like trying to deal with, okay, who am I going to be as an adult? Right. And then you're, you become Spider-Man where it's like, well, shit, I didn't really expect this as a, <laughs> as an aspect of my life. Yeah. yeah. Like you have to, you're going through puberty and being a Spider-Man. Right. Like, that would be an interesting thing to tackle. Right. I, um, in, the, in the book, I really like how it's handled quite a bit because it also is kind of handed off in the same way where the Spider-Man of his universe dies around the same time he gets his powers. Yeah. And so he gets his powers and like maybe, a few months later, the real Peter Parker dies. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. And like that moment, like triggers it in himself. Cause he like looks up to him as a mentor already. And then mm-hmm. his hero dies and you find out that it was just this kid and his like whole, um, identity is outed. Yeah. And he's like, holy shit. Like that is fucking intense. But he was even younger than Peter Parker when he starts. Cause see like Peter yeah. Parker started when he was 16. Yeah. Miles is like, 13 years old 14 years old yeah and so like even when he starts he's like like so in some moments of the book he's like called spider-man but he's standing close to the police officer and he's only like waist high on him oh yeah because he's like a legit kid yeah and so when he gets into weird situations kind of like how it's in in spider-man homecoming a little bit like near the end when the vulture like buries him under all that rubble yeah and he's like screaming for his life and you realize like this is just a fucking kid dying yeah. and you're like holy shit i know that's... this is heavy shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like you're literally watching a kid go through this shit yeah and it's like it's moments like that when you realize like oh my god like this is really great kind of stuff yeah but at the same time i really love like the old like down on his luck thir- mid 30s Spider-Man that's been doing it forever and it's just like yeah. has been shit on his whole life. So like the only one I really don't I guess like is the one that's in his 20s. <laughs> like cuz I like him when he's like super young and stressed out, doesn't know what to do, he's still developing or the one that's just like I just want to end it. Yeah. <laughs> like I I don't know if I like the one in the middle as much. I mean, that's the one we get all the time like Yeah. But, um, I know like this one was like super like sophisticated. Like they go into like his lair. Right. And he's and, got like, like the, 
uh, Iron Man. He's pretty much. Armor, oh my god, he's got all the. He's even got the fucking one from the video game in there. Mm-hmm. I saw that one. God, that video game got so popular so quick. It that did. They just Jesus Christ, everywhere. Yeah, but you know, but I like the idea of that where it's like. You can imagine, like, Peter B. Parker got to that point, and then there's got to be something where it's, like, it just, his stock just went pew right from there, <laughs> where it's, like, everything just fell apart. Yeah. See, I, I like to think of it like the Peter B. Parker always wanted it to be like this, but for whatever reason, his life always zagged when it should have zigged. Yeah. And, like, he's just like, fuck, he's got this. I, I wanted this shit. Like, I, I like it that he never got to that point. Yeah. And so, like, it's just funny to me, like, how he can get to, like, a point where it's like, man, I suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, none of this is working out for me at all. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. So, anyway, why don't we just give it a final grade? Because we're sure. just, like, spinning our wheels. Oh, here. yeah. But, no, I like I said, even for, like, the complaints that I have, I think, all in all, it's still a really enjoyable flick. Like, mm-hmm. all of the animation's amazing. Like, the story, even though, personally, I would go certain ways with it, I think it still holds together to, a, like, it's still a really enjoyable story to follow from beginning to end. So I'm going to give it a really strong, hey, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I thought, going into this, that it was not going to be evenly distributed between all these characters that are introducing, and I yeah. was pleasantly surprised on how balanced it was with having... Six Spider-Men, six bad guys in it, yeah. kind of. Like, some yeah. are just thrown in. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Having a fairly convoluted-sounding plot. But I think all of it coalesced into, like, something really special here. So I'm yeah. going to give it an A+. Plus. Oh, like, shit. It might be one of my favorite movies all year. All right. And, like, that's me pretty judgy as a comic <laughs> fan and as a Spider-Man yeah. fan. So I, because I was really gonna put this under a fucking microscope, and yeah. I loved like every second of this movie. All right, I would love to go out and see this again. Yeah, but I gotta go see Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. Gotta go see Aquaman. <laughs> so yeah, a friggin' plus. Right on from this guy over here. Right on. Um, besides Spider-Man into yeah. the Spider Verse. Yes. You get into anything else uh, this last week, JT? Well, Troy, I uh, I saw the film Black Klansman. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the Spike Lee joint. Yeah. And uh, the thing about Spike Lee is that he gets really preachy with his films. That's why I'm never like the biggest fan of his. Uh-huh. And but I saw like this was up for like Golden Globes, and they were like talking about Oscar buzz for it. So I was like, okay, I'll check this one out. Yeah. And uh, all in all, like I I liked uh, the main character in it. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't remember his name. I think he's actually like Denzel Washington's kid. Uh, yeah, I think so. And, but he's good. Um, Adam Driver's really good in it. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And like all in all, I think the actors do a really good job in it. But Spike Lee is still really preachy in this. I heard it kind of gets to that. Yeah, like, there point. there is a literal scene where a man preaches. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and like I I never like to be super judgy about this because it I understand that it's like a movie about some material that doesn't like affect me directly. Right. So I don't want to like comment on it where it's like, Oh fuck you. Just get onto the story. Or right. it's like, I know I understand you got some stuff to say, right. But I think he still takes it in a way where like, if he really wants to make a statement, I feel like he should try and make it more down to earth where like he makes, he makes all the clan members in this very cartoony. Okay. 
And for the exception of like Topher Grace, who's really good in this, is David Duke. I heard. Like he's, he's it's really good. crazy where it's like he he does strike you as someone where it's like you you hear him say some foul, terrible fucking shit, <laughs> but he's so charming in a way where it's like I can see how you could be a politician. <laughs> Like he, like not when he says that shit, but like when he's just like talking to someone personally and he likes them, uh-huh. and he's trying to get them to like him back. Like he's charming in that way where it's like, oh, if I didn't know that you were a racist piece of shit, uh-huh. I think you were a nice guy. Uh-huh. But then like he just like starts going like when he's like actually around like other clan members and, he, and he's just like spouting off just these terrible fucking racist shit. Uh-huh. But he says it, but he still like keeps like that tone of voice where it's like, boy, I tell you. Those whatever whatevers are sure just just <laughs> whatever, the worst. Whatever. Yeah, where it's like, oh God. Like he but he never changes his tone of voice, so and then it makes you almost hate yourself and you're like, God damn it, you were charming at one point. Fuck you. God. But no all the other clan members are just so cartoony. <laughs> like the there's like there's like a legit like fat dude that's just like <laughs> and like, oh my god, this is the you're really trying to make a statement with this. You got you got a fucking slack jawed yokel fat pig fucker uh-huh. that's just like we like we like black people <laughs> <laughs> all right spike lee jesus christ yeah and uh <laughs> and like i think like he tries to take a route where it would have been interesting where like uh like he uh the main character in it is like infiltrating both the clan and the black panther party uh-huh. so it's kind of like showing like the the correlation between the two where I thought, like, if it would have taken more of a of an open mindset approach, it would have been really interesting. But it's definitely, like, he's definitely saying Black Panthers are right and clan members are wrong. Like, mm. he's definitely taking that stance. Mm. And, yeah, clan members are shit. Yeah. But I think um, there's a movie that Daniel Radcliffe was in called Imperium uh-huh. that I thought was really good in terms of, like, this sub- subject material where, like, you're introduced to people... Who all in all, just all, like the only aspect about that's terrible about them is that they are just racist pieces of shit okay. that think that the white race is superior. But other than that, like they're really good people. Oh, I think you're telling me about this. Yeah, and it's really interesting where it's like Daniel Radcliffe like almost becomes friends with a guy who's just who's like a huge member of the clan because he's just he's just the nicest guy. But it's just once you get on the subject of the white race, he just turns a completely different person where you're like, holy shit, I didn't know this was a part of you. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think that's more interesting than just completely labeling them as just all out, just total fuckbags that like this one does. Mm. It is more interesting, but I, I, I can see where the stance you wanted to take, like, listen, I'm just doing a shorthand here. Yeah. Like... <laughs> These are racist fucks. I don't need... I don't want you to empathize with them at all. No, and I get that, too. But then he also goes into, like, the subject of, like, the police, where, like, the... Oh, um, sure. Like, the guy, uh, the main guy, who he's, like, a police detective, but then he's, like, infiltrating the Black Panther Party and shit. And Black Panther's just strictly, like, fuck cops. Right. So, like, when he gets into those, in those discussions where it's, like, why would you be part of an establishment that that inspires like violence against black people like any time that he's given the opportunity to comment on that he just skirts it all together like even at the very end there's like okay you have to decide either me or either me or the cops and he's just like standing there like like you're trying to like figure out okay 
what's he going to say? Like, what's, how is he going to try and bring this all together? And then it ends with a knock on the door and they're, and they're like, someone's at the door and they pull their guns and then the movie ends. Hmm. So you're like, so you never really commented on it. You just kind of said that, I don't know. And then like, I understand that he's trying to make a point, but I feel like he made it more cut and dry than I feel like it would have made more of a statement if he was like, let's really dive into like, what's the real divide between us as opposed to fuck these guys. We we're right. Okay. That's the, that's my only complaint. Otherwise I, I thought that was, I thought it was pretty good. It's one of my more favorite Spike Lee movies. Okay. I honestly haven't seen hardly any of his to be honest. Yeah. But that's just how that's how I am. Have you heard this podcast before? For a movie podcast, it seems like I don't see shit. <laughs> uh, anything then, else? Uh, outside of that, I I watched a movie on Netflix called The Cold of July, that has um, uh, Michael C. Hall in it, which. I heard like a while back that it was really good, but I never really dove into it, and I watched it. It's fucking awesome. Okay. <laughs> like, Michael C. Hall just plays like this guy. All I'll say is that he plays a guy that wakes up in the middle of the night that, with a guy robbing his house, and he freaks out and accidentally shoots him and kills him, and then it just leads into a chain of events where it's like, like... A half hour in, there'll be events that you don't see coming. And then even, like, halfway through the movie, there's events you don't see coming. Okay. Where it's like, where are you fucking going with this movie? <laughs> and it is, it's pretty crazy. Okay. So, yeah, definitely check out Cold of July. It's on Netflix. Okay. Like, Don Johnson plays, like, a really, like, crazy lawyer person. <laughs> like, he has, like, this, like, weird, like, jacked up car. And, like, he's just, like, a fucking... He acts like a playboy, but he's like a lawyer. Like he's fucking awesome in this. <laughs> but yeah, check out check out Cold of July if you have a chance too. All right, sounds good. Um, I checked out the Arrowverse Elseworlds event. Okay, I think I brought up that I watched the first episode of it last week, but yeah. I finished um, all of it uh, the few days after that. Yeah, I thought it was pretty well put together. Yeah. For a TV event, it was fun. It was interesting. Like, I haven't watched these shows in, like, probably three years. Yeah. But, like, I dove in, and they gave me enough to, like, okay, I guess there's some strife going on here. If I watched for the last three years, I'd probably be sick of it by now. But now this is still fresh to me, so it's pretty good. Yeah. Like, they bring up, like, big things in, like, the whole DC canon universe. And I was like, oh, wow, they're really going going here nice um i thought it was fun and it's kind of like enter the spider-verse a little bit where there's alternate versions of like characters that you know but there's little twists on them here and yeah there. so i was like i really enjoyed this and it's only three episodes long nice thought it was fun i would recommend watching it if the cw app is free check out the elseworlds event while nice. you still can because i think they cycle out episodes yeah um and they also, at the end of the third part, tease an event that they're going to do next year. Okay. That they're going to do Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like, oh, the huge event that, like, changed DC Comics in 1986. Yeah. But, like, the biggest event, like, that anyone talks about at DC, they're going to try to do on the CW. <laughs> and it 
they've kind of already put in things in place already in this Elseworlds event that they did. Yeah. And so they don't have to, like, do it all yeah. next year. Mm-hmm. They've already have things in motion to ha- make it happen. So, like, I'm I'm very curious on how they're going to pull it off. Um, the Batwoman intro. Yeah. Um, got to see her. The action in it was pretty good. I don't think I like Ruby Rose as an actor, though. Yeah, she's not good. <laughs> she comes off pretty one note. Yeah. In this. And I'm like, ugh. Like, it works for Batwoman, because she's kind of got to be cold and kind of, uh, you know, like, against any everybody else. But yeah. even as just, like, her alter ego, it's like, I, you're just coming off as, like, a bitch. And, like, <laughs> that's, like, the one note you're coming off as. Like, I I don't know. Like, I it was... If she gets her own series, maybe she'll grow. Mm-hmm. But, like, otherwise, I was... Like, for as much hype as it was getting, I was like, I don't know. I don't like... it's The the acting is what's ruining it for me. Yeah. Otherwise, the look of the character is great. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Love that red hair? It's great red hair. <laughs> and then also, uh, the guy who plays Superman is back in this that plays on TV. Oh, yeah. What a great Superman. <laughs> He's probably one of the best ones. Oh, wow. Like, he plays a great, charming Clark Kent that's not, like, a physical, imposing specimen like Henry yeah. Cavill. Yeah. And then when he's, like, Superman, he's, like, super, like, well-natured and helping and caring and, like, you can believe that he wants to legit help you. Who knew, who knew that would work? Who fucking knew, right? <laughs> and there's even a point in this, too, where he gets to play, like, an evil version of himself. And he even does that really well. Like, oh, he wow. switches off back and forth. I'm like, oh, my God. What a great time to be alive, huh? <laughs> Imagine if he played, um, like, uh, Russian or Red Sun Spider-Man <laughs> or Superman. That'd be great. It was like a Russian accent. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Just that stereotypical <laughs> Russian accent. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, I also dove back. I flipped on the PS3 this last weekend. Whoa. Hello. Uh, realized I haven't ever beat the Telltale Batman game that I paid the season <laughs> pass for. <laughs> Loaded that back up and uh, played uh, Chapter 4 of it. How'd that go? I beat it, so... Oh, good. I didn't finish the game yet, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, the chapters take longer to play than I thought. It yeah. It took me like an hour and a half to beat it. Well, yeah, because they're chapter... They're not They're not going to like, oh, here's 15 minutes. Well, I, I know, but I was just like, uh, whatever. And then uh, I, I, I still think, though, that like it, it's not made to be on a PS3. It's made to be like on a PC or a higher generation yeah. console because like... It still has, like, a ton of lag. Yeah. Like, when it gets to the action-y portions where you have to be, like, hit right and then down X or and all this kind of yeah. stuff. Like, it'll, like, lag. And I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And then I'll, like, die. Yeah. And then I'll have to start over and do the action yeah. scene again. So, I'm like, that was kind of a bummer. But, like, I'm still a stickler for, the, like, the telltale, like, choose your reaction type stuff yeah i really like that a lot yeah. even though now the telltale's like not a thing anymore but oh yeah they got know. they got shut down yeah boof i know but still like it i'll finish it sometime who knows in the who next knows? 10 years it reminds me of that one time where i think 
I think for like your birthday one year, I got you like that Marvel Ultimate Alliance for PS2. Yeah. So I was like playing it on my Xbox and I was like, oh, Troy's going to fucking love this. Mm-hmm. But it was like for like a just like a generation below and it was right. like it kind of sucked. <laughs> Yeah, I, did. I felt so bad because you like. I remember I was there while you were playing, and I'm like, oh god, I really got a shitty gift for him this year. <laughs> like the levels were like super short because right. like, they could only fit so much on it. Where you're like, right. oh man, it was really made for the PS3, but I got the PS2 version. Yeah, and it's like the dumbed down version yeah, of it. Yeah, it's so bad. And I was like, I was playing it and still like enjoying it enough, yeah. but I was just like, I've already played it at a Dinosaur Neil's house on the PS3. Yeah. And, like, even I know. I felt so bad watching it. Oh, God, I got a shitty gift. Such a piece of shit. But I didn't have a PS3 at the time, and I really wanted to play it, so I appreciated the effort. But that's pretty much it. That's all I've been into this last week, JT. Right on. Well, if people want to tell you how much of a piece of shit gift giver you are, yeah. where could they do Also, so? if you want to tell me how, how dumb I am for critiquing Spider-Man... <laughs> Uh, you can find me at Bucky Forever on Twitter, also Bucky Forever on Instagram, and Bucky Forever on Snapchat. Troy. You can find me at Troy the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter. All of our new episodes are also uploaded onto Facebook.com slash Review Review Pod and on our hosting site, ReviewReviewPod.podbean.com. But the action does not stop there, JT. <laughs> but there's more! <laughs> We're also on a multitude of other platforms, such as Stitcher and Spotify and Google Podcasts. You can find us on Alexa devices, if you so dare. Ooh. Um, and if you happen to be an Apple user and you use Apple Podcasts, why don't you give us a rate and review there? Because if you enjoy the show, that'll help other people find the show as well. And how? If you want to write into the show, which other people have been known to do so, you can do so on all of the social media platforms, also including ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. Wow. Wow. That was like the easiest I've ever gotten through those, I think. Well done. A natural flow. Well After done. After 200 so episodes, I finally done it. <laughs> um, that's the show for this week jt we've really put to bed uh spider-man into the spider-verse we did one of the better movies this year from both of us we said yeah it's good (laughs) i'm just putting words in your mouth well i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying maybe it's not my you don't have to defend just saying it's maybe not my cup of tea um next monday this upcoming monday rather we have christmas eve christmas eve episode we're putting to bed Putting to rest the argument, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yeah. We will have the definitive answer coming up Monday for our review there. Yeah. And then Thursday, Aquaman. Aquaman. See how that fares. And then for the Monday after that, I'm only saying it because uh, we're going to leave it up to you folks. Because we got one more spot left for a movie we missed in 2018. And since... Me and Troy don't feel like paying money for movies anymore. We spent a lot of money already on gifts. We did. We just need something that we, we already some, have. Yeah, something that's easy to access. <laughs> and because Troy is always a skeptic when it comes to films on Netflix, I've decided yeah. to leave it up to you to pick between four films from Netflix that uh, have gotten a lot of buzz over the last year, and we will do a Monday ep on it and the four films that i've picked are uh a film that is getting a lot of 
Oscar buzz right now. Really? The uh, Alfonso Cuaron Roma. Okay. On Netflix. Okay. Like the uh, tomato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Roma tomatoes. It's all about tomatoes in it. Uh, the film that came out earlier this year from Duncan Jones, Mute. Oh. I've heard mixed things about that, but okay. I've heard some good things too. Okay. So we'll see. Like a tomato. Uh, the Coen Brothers film, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I still haven't seen that, so that'd be cool. Okay. And a film that just came out not too long ago that's been called The uh, Quiet Place for Eyes, Bird Box. <laughs> Bird Box. So between those four films, we'll put out a poll for that. We'll let you people decide which Monday ep we will do in two weeks. And we'll see which one, which film will put a period on our sentence as we put together our best films of 2018. That's right. Full stop. Full stop. <laughs> Roma, Bird Box, Buster Scruggs, and Mute. Yes. Got it. Uh, that'll do it, I think, JT. That we should wrap it will up. do it. We should wrap it up. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's it. Okay. <laughs> At first, I was like, did we do plugs? We did do plugs. We did do plugs. I just bragged on how I did them real good. <laughs> did them real good. <laughs> did, them, did them real good. Oh, did them real good. So, JT, until next time where we are going to review Die Hard. Yes. I would like to exit the show as Troy to the Max Extreme. I will also second your motion as JT3K. And we are just going to be off until then. Just, we're off. 